0: blossoms on RTHK Radio 3 with care for, and uh, before that we heard Julipa Lipa with Elton John. Right, let's turn to the next part of today's One Two Three show. Our Radio 3 intern, Abe Venkitaraman looks into the topic of elderly loneliness during the pandemic and he spoke with Maura Wong, the Chief Executive of the Senior Citizen Home Safety Association along with Hira Leung, the Project Manager of the City University's Homage Community care initiative.
1: Elderly loneliness, a state of being that carries very significant health risks, is on the rise in Hong Kong. Studies suggest that there are over 150,000 solitary elders in the city, and experts note that the problem is much worse here than it is in other parts of the world. To learn more about this issue, I talked to Hira Lung, project manager at the City University of Hong Kong, and Mora Wong, the CEO of the Senior Citizens Home Safety Association, a local NGO. To start off, I asked Hira why our city's elderly were so prone to loneliness in the first place.
0: For the past five years, we served around 2,000 elderly. From what we observed, uh, especially from the population, those elderly we got in touch with, most of them, over half of them are over 80 years old, so they are much older than the general population. What we observe is, um, they are more prone to loneliness. One of the very obvious factor, it could be related to mobility. For those who are more mobile, they're usually more socially engaged. But then for frail elderly, because of the loss of their mobility, on one side, they're less active to go out. And the other thing also addressed to their self-image, which also affect that they don't want other old friends or family members to see uh, how they are, so this is one of the very common fetter. And the other thing we also observe is, for some elderly, for example, they maybe they the couple used to be very uh, socially active uh, as volunteers and uh, those elderly centers. But then, as one of the elderly get frail, the other one has to take care of their spouse, mm-hmm. or one of them pass away. So it's also becoming more detached to the community they used to engage. And so this is also one of the common factor for elderly to get more lonely and socially isolated and apart from what we observe and of course from it's just aligned with most of literature's change of employment status from working to retirement also chronic diseases and hearing loss are also very common to contribute to loneliness among elderly
1: I think there's also that issue of digital literacy right because I believe one of the things that you've noted is that you know the elderly they tend not to have phones Or maybe some of them don't know how to use their phones properly and especially during coronavirus where Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen the sort of atomization of society where people are further apart due to social distancing restrictions Uh, that can also contribute to loneliness right
0: definitely because from the study we conducted in march this year because we interviewed around 341 elderly living in homantine over uh, 70 percent of them are elderly above 80 years old. And what we observe is for elderly below 80 years old, around 70% of them, they have smartphone, they know how to use smartphone. But among those over 80 years old, only 28% of them having smartphone. That is definitely one of the reasons of loneliness during pandemic.
1: To explore the quantitative side of things, I asked Hera to elaborate on a recent study that was commissioned by the City University of Hong Kong. It used a numerical scale to assess the extent of social isolation amongst elders in the city. What do its findings suggest? We used
0: a scale called uh, Lubin Social Network Scale, which is around six questions, a screening tool to assess social network and social support amount annually. And then the highest score is 30 and the cutoff score is 12. So anyone who has the score under 12, that means they're at risk of social isolation. So the score we collected before pandemic, which is in 2018, the average score was around 136 that means that is above the cutoff line, but then for the same population of elderly, and we did it in, uh, earlier this year, which decreased to 9.6. So that is much lower than the score in 2018. And also it is below the cutoff line. That means there are really risks of social isolation.
1: Now that we had underlined just how pervasive this problem is in Hong Kong, Mora highlighted just how devastating an impact it can have on elderly well-being.
2: Research has indicated that the feelings of loneliness often bring down the older adult's quality of life in the form of decreased life satisfaction, increased use of health care services. We have witnessed a 50% year-on-year increase in cases where elderly people need emotional counseling support from us and an alarming 36% increase in cases we called suicide
1: risk. Is that due to the pandemic? What factors have contributed to that? Well,
2: because if you remember, during the COVID days, uh, a lot of people couldn't go out. And these elderly, unfortunately, even some of their children and grandchildren could not visit them. So it's no surprise that a lot of the elderly felt quite isolated. At the same time, during that period, many services stopped completely during COVID, and many elderly did not get the home care that they typically would have to uh, survive. These are typically uh, government-subsidized home services, and that came to a complete standstill. And that makes the elderly feel abandoned. So mental health issues among the elderly have obviously deteriorated uh, since COVID because of this isolation and the consequent
1: anxiety. There's no doubt that it's a troubling issue, but behind the clouds, the sun is still shining. NGOs across the city are taking concrete steps to smash social isolation and to better elderly well-being. I asked both Mora and Hira about what their respective organizations were doing in this regard.
2: We provide two main areas of services. The first is called Care on Call Service. It's basically a 24-hour support assistance service, uh, primarily for the elderly. And it is both an SOS line, so if they are in distress, if they're in trouble, if they're hurt – um, they, If they just press a button, um, then they will be connected to our 24-hour call center, and our team will be able to um, arrange for immediate emergency first response team to go and help them. Um, it could be taken to the hospital if it's an emergency, or sometimes there might be um, domestic violence or safety issues, and we can also help them call the police. It's very quick, very simple. Um, but it's not just that, because a lot of the elderly's needs are not necessarily emergency accident related. It's very day to day. So it also serves as a care line of sort. So they can just press the button of the device we give them and they can talk to our team. You know, it can be just casual chat, you know, talking about the weather, talking about anything, or just ask us questions. I mean, recently we got a lot of questions about the Leave Home Safe uh, app. Um, So it's really both an SOS line and a uh, a care line. And that's basically a tele-based service that we have been providing to the elderly in Hong Kong for the past 25 years. And then we have another line of uh, service called Easy Home Service. And the easy home service is, complements care care and call service very well because it is a person to person at home, or home care service. So while um, uh, care and call service, we can help the elderly remotely via telephone uh, or uh, digital devices, um, our easy home team will provide uh, 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 direct care uh, in, in the following areas. For example, they can help them clean their houses. Um, they uh, can help take care of the elderly at home. Uh, for example, help feed them, help clean them. Um, it also includes uh, patient escort, Uh The elderly in Hong Kong, very often they go to government hospitals uh, for checkups and visitations. Um, Their family may not be able to go with them and they can just call us and we will arrange for somebody to go to the hospital with them. Um, And finally, uh, we also provide home rehab services, um, especially for elderly who might have had a stroke or have fallen down, uh, who need to recover Um, we can arrange physiotherapists or occupational therapists to go to their homes to help them.
1: In terms of this issue of elderly loneliness, does... SCHSA do anything to raise awareness about the issue?
2: Yes, we have been talking to the press quite a lot about all these issues or or, or problems that we see uh, because we're very, very frontline. I mean, we usually see problems before even other people or even other organizations do. And so when we see these issues, we would actually try to raise the awareness by talking to the press and uh, let them know that uh, this is what we see. And you know similarly, we, we saw you know the increase in immigration um, in Hong Kong uh, beginning to affect the emotions of elderly. And we raise this as an issue, but we don't just raise it as an issue. We also try to see what we can do in terms of expanding our services. So we would keep adjusting our service scope in order to respond to these emerging needs uh, of the elderly because of what's happening in society.
0: Right. Uh, we are really fortunate enough to receive the support from Bank of China Hong Kong. So we start a project called Home Age Project. As I mentioned, there are many elderly centres doing wonderful job to engage active ageing people to join in the community. But then we also see profound need for elderly who are less able, who has less mobility to be able to travel to elderly centre right so we send nurses social workers and also care coordinators which young people train in elderly care to go to elderly's home to visit them and to conduct comprehensive assessment to understand their physical, social, cognitive and daily functioning needs. So by doing so, we do hope that by some early detection, early intervention, elderly can stay healthy as long as possible so that they can stay in the community uh, instead of sending to nursing home once they have deterioration in their health status. And the other thing is we try our best to connect them to community resources because mm-hmm. elderly needs usually multidimensional. It's not just we provide nursing care, nursing services that can tackle all the needs so we also very district-based uh, we connect with uh, district-based networks neighborhood network so that for whatever needs we discover for elderly there will be someone that will be able in the community will be able to help them so this is what we are doing at the moment and because of what uh, we just discussed it elderly who are above 80 years old, they are less able to be able to use smartphone to stay connect with people overseas or other elderly who are also less mobile as well. So we're also trying to engage uh, other company. For example, we also find out some provider in the market providing some one-touch video call device. So we're also trying to engage some other funding source so that some elderly who have need to stay connect with people overseas that uh, have uh, not very good IT literacy, we're still able to use the technology to stay connected with their families and friends. So this is what we are doing at the moment.
1: To wrap things up, I asked Mora a crucial question. Does our society as a whole stand to gain from greater inclusion of the elderly?
2: I think it's imperative because, as you probably know, Hong Kong is a rapidly aging society. And so whatever problems the elderly face will very soon become problems that our society as a whole are facing because the percentage of elderly is just going to increase rapidly in the next 10 to 20 years. If we don't deal with it quickly enough, then all these problems... Could result in you know overloading of our healthcare system. The social fabric could be torn. I mean, it's not something that uh, we can avoid or, or delay. I mean, we must uh, we must take actions quickly, and also uh, we're seeing that even only needs are changing. They're not. They don't stay stagnant and constant for a long period of time, and it calls for new types of services, responsive uh, services, that address these new needs. For example, leave home safe is a completely new need. Suddenly, uh, even 85-year-old needs to figure out how to use a smartphone. And that, you know, it, it, things are changing rapidly in society, and social services need to innovate quickly in order to keep up with it.
1: Having listened to Hira and Mora's insightful commentary, I am more cognizant than ever, of the sheer importance of the deep and flourishing relationships we build with friends, family and loved ones, something we often take for granted. Once again, thank you to Hira and Mora for your sharing, and best of luck with your projects going forward. Thank you once again to
0: Radio 3 intern Abe Raman on his great feature on elderly loneliness, especially during the pandemic. And Abe was speaking with Here Alone, the project manager of City University's Homage Community Care Initiative, along with Mora Wong, the chief executive of the Senior Citizen Home, uh, sorry, Senior Citizen Home Safety Association. Thank you once again, Abe, for your great feature.